0: Hi there, you are listening to the Beloved Squid Podcast. This is episode 6, Prayer, an important key to gaining wisdom. An episode about the role prayer plays in the pursuit of wisdom and practical ways to cultivate the heart of prayer. So we are going to be talking a lot today's episode of today's podcast about prayer. Enjoy. to the previous episode of this podcast which is episode five your unveiling of wisdom other advice that you do so because it's um, a background so what we'll be discussing today which is on the subject of prayer and um, the in that episode i think i concluded on um, the benefits of prayer and I give an example of daniel and how um, from and how daniel undoed is the particular situation he had in Babylon, and um, that was in Daniel, so from verse fourteen to twenty three. Okay, so if you listen to that particular episode, I talked about the fact that um, there's a difference between the earthly wisdom and heavenly wisdom. I won't go back to that. I'm going to details about that anymore because I already talked about it. But um, today I actually want to discuss like practical tips on ways you can cultivate the art of prayer. Like I've made, I've made, um, I've laid the background last week on the importance of prayer, like the fact that prayer is important when you want to walk in wisdom because the scripture says that um, in James, James chapter five, chapter five, chapter one. In chapter 1 verse 5 if i'm right and um, the passage says that if any man lacks wisdom yes chapter 1 verse 5 says even if you lack wisdom let him acts of god who gives it who gives to all liberally and without reproach and to be given to him so basically um the particular scripture says that you should hax and the process by which you hax as a believer is true prayer so um the, the heavenly wisdom is not like the earthly wisdom that you can gain through different means but the heavenly wisdom is something that comes directly from God and you have to ask him for it so the particular passage um, the Daniel 2 um passage Daniel chapter 2 verse 14 to 23 that I made mention of last week gave us an example of um how a man sought God for wisdom before he, he um like in process of making a decision, process of knowing how to respond to the king's decree and all of that. So one thing I want you to know is that um, prayer is one way God has provided for us to commune with Him, to fellowship with Him. So prayer is simply um, talking to God. It's simply making your request known to God. It's simply communing, fellowship, communing with God, fellowshipping with God. So And then prayer as a way of increasing our faith. When you know that um, maybe you prayed yesterday and God answered that prayer, it encourages you, it builds up your faith, and it encourages you to also pray again today. So prayer, amongst many things, increases your faith in God. It provides a place for you to unload your burden. So when you are bothered about something, it gives you a means of, Unloading that body, coming to God with your request. Um, because the scripture also says that we should be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, we should make our request known to God. Philippians 4, verse 67. And it says that the peace of God has a understanding will keep our heart and mind together in Christ Jesus. So, basically, another thing prayer does for us is that it helps us to be at peace. To help us it reminds us of god's presence with us and god's help to us so apart from the fact that you can come to god directly when you need wisdom in handling matters it's um true prayer prayer also gives you confidence in decision when you're making decisions in decision making. prayer gives you confidence it helps you to not second guess your your decisions because you know that you've you've sought god about that particular issue in elizabeth judge's word she says um make no decision without prayer because it it helps you to not rush not to be hasty in making decisions when you buy time to pray when you buy time to seek god's um wisdom god's mind concerning a particular issue it Helps you not to be hasty, it helps you to know what God wants you to do. And then another thing prayer does is that prayer bends our will to God's will, it bends our will to God's will, it makes us uh, submit ourselves to God, it makes us be in a position where we can actually accept and carry out His will. Because most times, um, what we the scripture says in Isaiah that His ways are higher than our ways, and it's taught us far from our thoughts like they are far apart from our thoughts they are different from our thoughts so basically um when you pray it helps you to not be rigid it helps you to be able to bend towards god's will to accept his will You know jesus christ in the garden when he before he was arrested to be crucified persecuted and crucified he prayed one of the prayers he made was that the cop a cup of um, the suffering of the crucifixion, crucifixion to pass over him and then he said that nevertheless not my will but yours be done so that's one thing prayer does for us prayer helps us to remain in a position where beyond our human ability we can carry out the will of the father for us so having said all that um, let me go into the basic um discussion of this particular episode which is how you can cultivate the heart of prayer like practical ways that that would um things you can do that would help you to cultivate a heart of prayer um the first that i want to call your attention to is the um the fact that okay now that you know that you know the benefits of um Prayer, like what you stand to gain when you, when you pray, when you seek God. The first thing I want to call your attention to is that uh, you, you—it's your responsibility to create an atmosphere that would s- spur you on to pray, like an heartful atmosphere, uh, an atmosphere that would <laughs> encourage you to pray. You, you can do that through various means. One um true worship music, so you can create an atmosphere of prayer around you wherever you are through um worship music. You can listen to worship worship music. I have um a couple of them that are my favorite Say some by what's her name now? So it's particularly the, the okay, Amanda Cook and um some by this there's also someone else I want to remember I know of okay I love Amanda Cook's music okay Brian and Katie towards yeah Brian and Katie Towards just different people depending on um your preference and all of that so but those are like two of my favorites then Kim Walker, Kim Walker to Jesus culture, you song Betel music and hope. So basically, worship music helps you to um, get into that atmosphere of prayer because most of those um, songs are written from the scriptures, like they are, their lyrics are from the scriptures and they're they something you can actually relate to and it has a way of making your heart, bringing back your heart to God, like bringing God, um, bringing you to a point where you remember God in that point. That's what I'm trying to say. Begin to a point where you remember God. Okay, so worship music does that for you. you. create your atmosphere. Don't just um leave things to chance. essentially if you are living in a place or working amongst people that don't share the same faith as you um uh, you can probably if you are allowed to you can use your earpiece and just listen to worship music and just guard your own um, atmosphere in that sense. So another thing is you can also do when it comes to creating your own atmosphere that would help you to pray is by listening to sermons. Okay, so you can have um, maybe the recording of the sermons you listened to, maybe um, your pa your pre- your pastor preached even in the previous month and in previous week. So you can actually listen to it again, and then from there you can. Be encouraged to pray. Can you can even find yourself praying. Sometimes that has happened to me a lot of time. Like I discovered that okay, I am listening to a sermon and then I just find myself praying out loud or praying under my breath, depending on where I am at the moment. Okay, so basically that works well. And then uh, another thing on that creating your atmosphere. Another thing you can do is to meditate on God's word um some 40 verse 8 says reading from the nkjv it says i delight to do your will oh my god and your law is within my heart so basically having god's word in our heart and you can't have his word in your heart if you don't read his word at all so you have to make um time in the bible time reading the bible a priority so that you can know what it says and then you can have it in your heart and um psalm 1 verse 1 to 3 says blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the ungodly nor stands in the path of the sinners nor sits in the seats of the scornful but his delight is delighted in the law of the lord and in his law he meditates day and night verse 3 says it shall be like a tree planted by the rivers of water that brings forth fruit in food in its season wills leave also shall not wither and whatever it does shall prosper so basically um having God's word in your heart helps you to not operate by the wisdom of this world, and it also helps you to be able to have substance when you pray like sometimes you so have had people tell me that oh they don't know how to pray or what to pray so most times if you read the scriptures you discover that there are some um passages that would come alive to you in a very special way maybe it's something you need at that moment and then you can actually take that word memorize it speak it to yourself and pray it back to god so basically meditating on god's word is just thinking about it giving yourself that time to think about it writing it out praying it back to him having his word in your in your heart actually helps you To have that atmosphere of prayer wherever you are, it helps you to remember God. Like it helps you to remember Him. You know, um, Philippians four verse eight says that we should fill our hearts with things that are good, that deserve praise, that are true, noble, right, pure, lovely, and honourable. And one way we can do that is through God's word. So when you your heart is filled with the word of God, when you have the word of God eating in your heart, just as that um forty verse eight says. That is it got what is in his heart. When you have it in your heart, you'll be able to meditate on it. Even when you are not with your physical Bible, like your Bible, you know that, okay, there are bits and pieces of the scriptures that are already in your heart that you can remember and actually pray it as you go about um, your daily activities. So I've made it clear that you can create an atmosphere of prayer around you wherever you find yourself. It is your own responsibility to do that you can give an excuse that you don't have enough time to read the scriptures but you, you you there's not enough excuse or let me say there's no excuse for you not praying because prayer is actually something you can do anywhere at any time um you can be on your way to work or school and um, maybe in the in the bus or in your car you can actually pray or you can do it under your breath you can there are different ways in which you can do that so and second thing i want you to know is that um if you would cultivate a heart of prayer if you would use prayer as a key in gaining the wisdom of god you have to choose a time and a place okay um apart from the fact that you can pray anywhere god is god's presence is everywhere so and the scripture says that his ears are open to hear our prayer and his eyes are upon us so if you are a righteous man that's what the scripture says in peter says that his ears are open to hear our prayers and his eyes are upon the righteous so you know that anywhere you are god is with you because his eyes are on you and his presence is with you and he would always say your prayer anywhere you are but there's also a an aspect of prayer that's requires um consistency and commitment and that is where choosing a time and a place comes in you if you would have a steady um time in prayer you have to create a time in your daily schedule for it okay um in doing this you may have to consider your personality and your energy level There's some people that they they have um they are active in the morning, they morning people, they that they are morning person. people, the people that they're active in the afternoon, the people that they are active mentally and all and physically, maybe in the in the evening, yeah then the night all as it's called. So basically you have to understand your person and then let's say you're a morning person, create um you have to choose a time in the morning that would work best for you. So you that might require you sleeping earlier than you used to so that you can wake up a little bit um early than you used to so that you can pray so let's say you want to start with and don't try to be legalistic about it don't try to say you want to be doing an hour in a day let's say you you do not um you've not been assuming you've not been um praying prior to this time and then you because you are listening to this podcast you want to pray It would be unrealistic of you to say you want to spend an hour in a day praying. It's not like you can't do it, but you will not be able to keep at it because it's like building muscles. You have to be, it's a gradual process. It does not start, it does not happen in a day. So you can say you want to spend, say, 10 minutes daily praying, like consistently, not just the ones you do, maybe when you're on your way to work or on your way from work or when maybe something happens and you just say a quick prayer, to God, like God help me, that kind of thing. But like something that is consistent and at felt, like fervent and frequent, then you have to create a time for it. So let's say your 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 goal for now, maybe for the next twenty days, is ten minutes. So pick your ten minutes. If you a uh, kind of person that keep a to do list or you have a schedule, you get to know okay when you wake up, when you do this, when you do that. So impute it. Let your prayer time be in your schedule, so take for example for me some um most of the times i do 5 a.m because um having an an early start in my day kind of helps me to be able to do everything i have to do that day so let's say sometimes i i if i don't sleep late i do 5 a.m if i sleep late i do 6 a.m but it's within that range does not exceed that range okay so you can choose to do um, let's say you're a morning person, and maybe by five you're already active. You can't do five a m and say you start with ten minutes, so from five to five ten you are praying, and so that helps you to be consistent. so having a time it's just like you have a meeting and then you schedule it like maybe you have a meeting with your boss you sh- you put it in your schedule, so you do the same thing with your prayer. it helps you to um take it serious like it helps you to make it a priority, so choose a time. And then choose a place. Um, Matthew six six, Jesus Christ says that when you pray, that you should go to the secret place. I'm Paraphrasing, I should go to the secret place, your secret place, and your Father that sees you in the secret, that sees in the secret, would reward you. Let me read what it says. Matthew six six says, but you, when you pray, go into your room, and when you have shut your door, pray to your Father who is in the secret place, and your Father who sees in the secret will reward you openly. So basically. You can pray anywhere, I've made that clear. You can pray on your way to work from work. Um, you can pray as you are doing the dishes, you can pray as you are running errands, you can pray anywhere under your breath. But when it comes to consistency in prayer, um you have to have a place and that's where Jesus Christ talks about the secret place. So this is where it's just you and God, there's no other person there and you are not conscious, okay. Most especially a person that you are very self conscious, okay. Um, you know that you actually need that space where there's, you don't feel like there's someone staring at you, looking at you, and all all of that. Okay, so you choose the place, and make sure that the place is, um, somewhere, somewhere that is serene, that is, um, quiet, especially if you get distracted easily, if you are a kind of person that don't, um, that your mind is very active, like, there is, there can be a lot going on in your head and in your mind. So that you do, um, having a place that is quiet will help bring you to that place of um, consciousness of the fact that you want to pray. So have a de- designated spot, maybe um, a, a table and a chair in your room that you can use to pray or a sofa in your living room, your sitting room where you can also pray. So that depends on you. Some people prefer um, being in nature in that sense like outside to pray so whatever works for you just choose a place that you know that it's your place to pray and make sure that if you are doing your quiet time in the morning or at night where when you might not necessarily be um at your highest when it comes to your energy level and you might be a little bit sleepy like drowsy make sure that you're not in a comfortable position as much as possible because if you are you might actually fall asleep okay so choose your time choose your place and then for the time um alarms help make sure that you set your alarm maybe a night before to help you prepare for your prayer time so it helps it helps uh, when you have your materials at the spot where you would pray so let's say your bible your bible is important because it's god's word and um it's like a guide. It's not like a guide. It's a guide. <laughs> it's a guide. to even praying, so you should have your Bible. You should have um a book. I will get into that. You have a book, a pen, to write out your prayers or to write out what you you hear you hear when you are praying. Cause God speaks. Okay, God speaks. You should have a open heart to hear from God while you pray. So. Um, any other thing you feel you would need if you are like me and you love scented candles you can have your scented candle there Um you can um have maybe your pens colorful pens whatever would make you enjoy that time just have it in your place so have it in night before so so that um you will not have to be making a lot of um, decisions when it comes to the things you need. So plan it out a night before. Let if possible let it be other spots every day. Don't take it away from there. Like maybe you have this particular Bible that is other spots so that you not have to repeat the whole process of preparing every time. So set your alarm a night before. If you are doing your prayers in the morning, set your alarm the night before and um set your reminders, everything you need, just make sure that you you do then another thing is um use a prayer journal another way in which you can cultivate the heart of prayer and gaining wisdom is by using a prayer journal okay this is how this works uh i I want to be as practical as possible i'm a kind of person that has struggled good over the year with um prayer like the discipline of prayer because prayer is actually a discipline it's not something your flesh wants to do because you're communicating with God, <laughs> okay, and um, it's not something your flesh wants to do. It's not. It's, it's work. It's discipline. That's why having a specific time and a place like comes with commitment. It helps you to be more committed. So you using a prayer journal. For me, it helps me. I am the kind of person that my mind wanders when I pray. So writing out my prayers in a journal in a notebook whatever you decide to use helps to tame my thoughts it helps to um calm me down like in my mind so it it gives me that consciousness of the fact that just like worship music does it gives me that consciousness of the fact that i am praying like i'm actually talking to god i'm not planning about my day i'm not planning for my day i'm not um thinking about the conversation I had with a friend, I'm actually praying. So writing out my prayers in the prayer journal actually helps. So if you're that kind of person, you can try having a prayer journal. And then another thing you can use a prayer journal to do is to keep track of prayer requests. Okay, have you ever been in a position where a friend asks you to pray for them? Or maybe a friend is going through a difficult time and then at the spot of the moment, you tell the person, oh, I'll pray for you. And then the next time you see the person, you feel guilty because you actually did not prefer the person. why because there was no uh you didn't write it down, just like you write down important things that you have to do, like you maybe you put your marketing in your calendar on your phone or your physical calendar, something like you didn't make effort like um yeah, you didn't write it down so basically what prayer another thing you can use a prayer journal to do is to keep track of prayer requests. I'll try to explain um how I do that. I keep a table. Okay, the first colon of the table is the serial number, and the second colon, which is a little bit wider than the space for the serial number, is um okay. Is the subject of the prayer or the topic of the prayer depending on sorry, depending on what you you want, what you prefer, um is the topic of the prayer. So this is where you write the prayer request, like whatever it is. Maybe um you're praying for a friend's health. Maybe for the maybe the person is sick and you're praying for health for the person. And then the next column is the Bible backing, like a scripture for that for what you are making request of. So basically, if you're asking for um let's say health for the person, you can look up scriptures, you can simply Google it or use the Bible concordance if you have one to look for scriptures about health. Then I, mean, I know there's one that says that um I wish above above all things that you prosper and being in health even as your soul prospers. So basically you can actually write the reference of that particular scripture in that colon. So it helps you to know that okay this thing you're asking for is actually God's way because it is in the Bible. It's biblical. God wants us to be elderly so God wants your friends to be elderly So you write it under the biblical the under the Bible backing. the scriptural reference then the last colon i keep is date answered i keep a colon for the day i started praying and then a a colon for the date um the day god answered for prayer so this helps me to not just know how long i've been praying this particular thing or making this particular request to god but it also helps me to keep track keep track uh, keep track of um answers to my prayers so it helps you to It encourages you whenever you're feeling as though God does not hear you. When you go back to your journal, you can see answers to prayers and then you'll be encouraged to actually pray because it, it helps build your faith. So you can actually keep a table in your prayer journal. So another thing I also do with my prayer journal is um, I have a prayer schedule. So because there are different aspects of our lives, there are different people also we are responsible for and people that are, that matter to us so i have um different things i pray about different days of the week because i may not necessarily have an hour to pray in a day so let's say i pray 30 minutes in the day let's say that's like the time i set 30 minutes in a day i know that okay this day let's say today is i'm recording this on a thursday so today's thursday let's say for thursday i actually pray for um unbelievers my friends that are unbelievers and i also pray um the request of my friends that i have so for thursday thursday is for unbelieving family and friends then neighbors and my general prayer requests for my friends so those are like the things i pray for On Thursdays are my that I request that are made by my friends or something I want to pray for my friends, say unbelievers. So basically, that's why I pray for on Thursday. So I don't necessarily not like I can't talk to God about something happening in my life on that Thursday, but it means that um, most part of the time I would use spent I would spend praying on Thursdays would be spent praying for my friends, like their request, and then those that are unbelievers praying for the salvation of their soul. So basically, that's that's another thing I do with my prayer journal. Um, I think there's something else. Then, um, journaling your prayers, which is like simply writing it out, if your if your mind is wandering. But I would advise that even as you write out, you you also pray that you open your mouth and pray because that's like there's power in our words. So open your mouth and pray beyond you writing it down. Make sure that you also vocalize it. You verbalize it rather. Make sure that you also verbalize it and you. Um you yeah, you say out your prayers in that sense, then it does not have to be in a is it prose form now? Okay, it does not have to be in a prose form, you can just do a bullet like editing kind of <laughs> prayer. So let's say you're you are praying about your your job, like a particular Let's say those are the things that are um bothering you, because Philippians force for, for but 67 says that we should be anxious for nothing. So, if you find yourself anxious about certain things, let's say your job, your health, your finance, you can just put, you don't need to go into details if you don't feel like writing in details. You can just do, write um, like uh, the headlines in that sense. <laughs> like the health, just write health, put a scripture behind, beside it, then pray out what you want as by your health. Just pray it out. So, that's how that works another thing you can do in order to cultivate a heart of prayer is to read books on the subject of prayer um the truth is that there are certain things you might not necessarily know that is possible except you you meet people that have experienced that particular thing so um, reading books on prayer would help you um meet people Quote and unquote, because the authors, when you read books, you actually come into the experience of um, the author of the particular book you are reading. Like you get to, so, in a way, rub mind <laughs> with the author. That's how I perceive um, reading. So basically, there are certain books I've read on the subject of prayer that have helped me, um, that has increased my desire for prayer and has given me solutions to things I have I've actually experienced when I pray. So take for example, the um, table I mentioned that I keep in my prayer journal. I actually learned it from a book, a book by, um, I think, this particular man. His name is Tannin Phonom Zacharias. So I hope I, I pronounced his name well. But well, that's his name, um, Zachariah Stanifomum. And this book that I read is titled, um, I think, The Supplication of Hannah, something like that. The Supplication of Anna So he, he mentioned in the book that he keeps that table, and then he, there was a picture of that table in the book. So I decided to um, do that. And since then, it has been very helpful. So, those are like examples of things you learn when you actually read books on that subject. So, I, I would recommend Fervent by Priscilla Shire, um, Becoming a Woman of Prayer, if a woman, <laughs> by Cynthia Eud, then Power of Persistent Prayer by Cindy Jacobs, Why Revival Tarries by Leonard Ravenhill, The Daniel Prayer by Annie Gramlott. The Watchman Prayer by Dot Sheets, Firebrand by Debola me De So those are like few of the books on the subject of prayer that I've read and I really enjoy. And I believe that if you read them, it would help you on your journey to cultivating a heart of prayer. So lastly, what I, well, another point I would love you to know when it comes to you cultivating a heart of prayer is that you should keep friends that also are in pursuit of the wisdom of God through prayer so friends that um, prioritize time with God friends that understand the importance of prayer so take for example Daniel in that particular scripture I mentioned in the last episode of this podcast and also in this episode Daniel I think from verse 14 to 23 made reference to the point that Daniel Sought his friend. He sought out his friend and told them to seek, like, to pray, to seek the face of God through prayers for the for the dream and interpretation. So he also did the same thing. But he had friends that he could reach out to. Friends that they could kind of join forces together or hands together in seeking the face of God concerning the decision he had to make. So basically, having friends that can keep you accountable to prayer, ensuring that you pray as. Often as you've scheduled to pray, friends that can check up on you and ask if you've actually been keeping your commitment to prayer. Friends that you can actually have physical dates where you pray. And um, it just it just helps you. The you know, scripture says that high end sharpens high end. just helps you to be accountable and it helps you to not be weary so days when you might be weary of praying if your friend is not weary you get encouraged and somehow by the presence of that person in your life you also discover that you are able to pray even though naturally at that point in time you're actually weary of praying i hope you learned one or two things from the episode of this podcast if you did please share with a friend Until next time, I love you, but not as much as Christ does. Bye!